sub squad and welcome back to another episode of the self-love squad sessions with me kelly if you're new here welcome to the family welcome to the squad like i said my name is kelly and this is the podcast extension of my instagram page the self-love squad that's at the underscore self underscore love underscore squad which is a safe space for anyone on a self-love journey On this podcast, I share my feelings and musings as a fat, black, bisexual woman learning what it means to love herself. Now, as I am an adult, this is an adult podcast, and I will at times use adult language or talk about adult topics, so please use headphones if you're at work or around small children. So, without further ado, let's just jump right into this week's episode. Sub squad, long time, no talk. You would not believe me if I told you where I was right now. I am right outside of my gym. If you're new, hi, my name is Kelly, and welcome to my innermost thoughts. Um, you may have noticed, excuse me, that once again, I've been MIA for a little bit, and it's because I felt... My inner thoughts were a little too dark to share on the internet. Um, if you do follow me on Instagram, which if you're not, you're fucking slacking. Get it together. You should be. Um, I <clears throat> have just really been struggling for the last six months with my mental health and with just getting up every day and getting through the day to day. And that's why I've been gone. And I feel like... When you share so much of yourself with the internet, like regardless of how small my platform is, there is an expectation, or I guess I should say regardless of how big or small your platform is, there is an expectation that you continuously provide content of a certain caliber, regardless of what's going on in your life. And so the first time I went on a little hiatus, people were pretty nice about it. I think I was only gone like a month. And then the second time I went on a little hiatus, I didn't announce it. I just um, stopped uploading regularly on the podcast. And then I um, even was slacking on Instagram and people were DMing me. And then you all know during Pride, my Instagram got hacked and deleted. And I had to wait till the end of um, Pride Month to get it back and, you know, get back into the swing of things. And at that point, I was actually filming content, right? But I didn't want to release it if, like, I couldn't promote it on social media and everything like that. So anyway, that's where we are. I am on the up from a downward spiral. And like I said, I am outside of my gym right now. It is 6.03 in the morning on a uh, crispy and cool Wednesday morning and I'm drinking my pre-workout and so I was like you know what I I somehow got to the gym super fucking early and I have like 30 minutes till class starts I'll probably go in in like 15 minutes um but it kind of reminded me of when I first started this podcast of when I would stay after work late or like during my lunch break go pull into a random parking lot or even after work um go pull into a random parking lot so that I could have the space to record 
uninterrupted without my family being around. Um, And then I don't know if y'all remember, but then instead of doing like one long designated session, I started doing um, like random tidbits. So I would record like 10 minutes a day for a week or I would record sporadically like just different thoughts throughout the week. And I kind of like that. I like the idea of using this as what it's supposed to be, which is a audible journal for myself and not just a space where we can have you know deep conversations is also just for me to one day look back at this and be like wow like this is what I was going through this is what I thought about you know these political issues and my thoughts have changed or they haven't changed um and just to be able to reflect back on my life at a later date so right now like I said I'm at the gym and I'm drinking a riot energy drink in um citrus slime I'm honestly not the biggest fan of it I have been really struggling with the balance between taking care of my health and obsession because I've been like officially back in the gym since July so that's a couple months it's October right now so it's it's been a couple months and in terms of eating I've been pretty well I've been working with a nutritionist here at my gym and I feel like in terms of restricting or binging I haven't really suffered with that too much there were a couple days where like I was super like strict about what I ate even though I was hungry and that led to some binging but for the most part like I've been pretty pretty good especially considering that I think my therapist ghosted me which is a whole other episode in itself um so I'm not really I haven't seen the therapist in like two and a half months just been kind of dealing with my mental health on my own um so I think I'm doing pretty well in that regard but one of the things I have been struggling with is the um notion of added sugar and so added real sugar and then like uh, artificial sugar so according to the research that I've done and talking to my therapist I mean I mean my nutritionist artificial sugar is actually more harmful for you than um real sugar like if you're going to have added sugar it should be real cane sugar or like coconut sugar fake sugar is actually really bad for you like sucralose or dectralose i think that's how you pronounce it are actually much more harmful for your stomach they're much more harmful for the healthy bacteria that goes in your intestines and your stomach um they're more likely to lead to type 2 diabetes because essentially your body gets used to it it's kind of like drugs your body gets used to it and then it requires more of it right and then you become um sensitive to sugar or intolerant of sugar um thus diabetes and we don't want to lose our fetus to type 2 diabetes it's not that's not the move so i've been really struggling with the fact that most of the pre-workouts that have a good pump have sucralose and i didn't even know what sucralose was and so i started working with my amazing nutritionist but now it's fucking everywhere it's everywhere who puts sucralose in jerky every time i turn around to buy something slightly prepackaged even if it's supposed to be like quote unquote super healthy there's fucking sucralose in it like bitch you trying to kill me well actually they are trying to kill me that's exactly what they're trying to do but um so i've been suffering is the point i'm trying to make this week i have been trying a whole bunch of natural energy drinks 
first of all they have way less caffeine than i'm used to the c4s i used to drink or the celsius heat have like 300 milligrams of caffeine and regular celsius and alani knew that you all know i i also drink have 200 milligrams so most of these healthy ones have anywhere from 180 to 125 milligrams of caffeine which by itself is already um you know not a, a fuck enough but they don't have any pump or they taste like shit and so it's like of course they taste like shit they don't have sugar in it but like marketing yourself as sugar-free just so you can say you're sugar-free but you really have a fake sugar substitute is so backwards because society has made us so afraid of real natural sugar like people won't eat fruit because they say it's too much sugar um that we would rather have man-made chemical sugar than natural god-given sugar like i said if you're going to consume um added sugar it's much better for your body right like this is not food shaming this is talking about actual health it is much better for your body for that added sugar to be real sugar than for that added sugar to be like man-made unknown chemicals like sucralose dextralose whatever um that are really bad for your stomach and so i've been teetering between like i really want to you know cut out sucralose versus because i'm not drinking good enough pre-workout i'm not getting enough out of my workouts so i feel like you know the whole day i'm like foggy and tired because i'm not getting the caffeine i'm used to and like that teeter-totter between like if i do this eating plan perfectly you know if i if i um cut out the things i'm supposed to cut out it doesn't make my life perfect right like there's still inconvenience and if i do whatever i want right then it's still not perfect there's still a possibility for inconvenience um and so i think um something that really triggered me or really like made me stop and think when I was like having these thoughts was like when you start a fresh diet right when you have that fresh beginning of a new diet the biggest motivating factor right is a new beginning and the idea that if you do this diet perfectly if you follow all you have to do is follow the rules and the life that you want your three wishes will be granted the life that you want will be yours all you have to do is eat one carrot a day and pray to jesus at 4 p.m right like that's all you have to do and as we all know hopefully if you're here you are giving up diet culture or you have given up diet culture but if you haven't and you have never experienced this moment let me tell you it is the most gut-wrenching moment a dieter can ever experience it's the moment where you realize that's not true and it happens to everyone hopefully at some point but when it happens and you realize how much time you've been running on the hamster wheel of diet culture you haven't fucking gotten anywhere it hurts there's a grieving process and a mourning process of all the time and money and energy you spent on diets that happens but there literally becomes this pivotal moment where you realize right that like that's not true and for me that was right around the time i gave up dieting and 
started this platform, the self-love squad, was because I had dieted and realized I was able to shop at straight size stores. I think at my smallest as an adult, I was a 14, 16, which is the same size I actually was in ninth grade, funny enough. Um, and I remember being like, I can shop at Victoria's Secret now. I can fit their bras. Like, I can, um, you know, my, my boobs are small enough that I can fit their bras because I have huge boobs regardless of weight loss. Like, I, I remember I bought, um, Victoria's Secret, like, crop tops and I bought leggings and, um, I was getting, like, a whole bunch of attention from people online that I knew, which leads me to another, another, like, tangent. I fucking hate that the most loved people in my, in my life, not even those that I'm close with, but just people that I know, people in my virtual proximity have shown me is when I was losing weight. I just was looking at my Facebook memories yesterday, and, like, I haven't heard from half these people since I gained weight. But you were all in my DMs being like, oh, my God, if you come to the East Coast, let's like have dinner. And I haven't I hadn't talked to you in like almost 10 years from high school or like almost seven years from high school. But you, you saw me being skinny and you wanted to talk to me. And now you wanted to be friends, even though you bullied me in high school. And the minute I gained weight, those people stopped talking to me. Love that. But anyway, back to the main point before I go into the gym, because it's getting close to workout time. Um. Yeah, you, you have that moment where you realize that the diet doesn't work anymore, that the diet never worked, or that it's even deeper, it's conditioned to not work. And so I think about all the times I've gone back and forth to Weight Watchers, right? Like the very first times, like drugs, the very first hit was so potent. I lost so much weight so easily because my lifestyle choices prior to joining were so unhealthy, right? regardless of trying to lose weight. They were just so unhealthy that any healthy changes resulted in weight loss. Which is what these diets bank on. If you go from like a sedentary lifestyle to working out three times a week, you're going to lose weight. If you go from drinking gallons of soda every day to drinking nothing but water, you're going to lose weight. If you go from eating multiple pizzas by yourself every night to eating, you know, cleaner, whole foods every night, you're going to lose weight, regardless of effort. Like, you're going to lose weight if you just make those slight changes. And so every time I kept failing, because it was inevitable that I would fail, something would happen, life would happen, where counting points was inconvenient, um, or like what happened to me the last time I dieted, I went to a city where you know New York City I went back to to Brooklyn um to visit my boyfriend at the time and you know a place where there are mostly mom and pop shops and it's hard to count points or calories because you don't know really what's in the food like right and then I came back and was like fuck it I can't do this anymore and and so I say all of that to say that I don't want my healthy lifestyle changes to have that same kind of arc of like I follow them perfectly thinking that like it's gonna fix everything and then when something happens when life gets in the way when convenience you know inconvenience gets in the way or money gets in the way um I just say fuck it and go back to my unhealthy habits and so I'll leave this segment with this 
I have made a commitment to do the best I can with the resources I have. I make sure I can afford my gym membership. I just got a part-time job. I'll be working weekends and some nights and some mornings at a uh, fitness clothing store. Once that I can get discounted clothes um, for the gym, which is, you know, a need. Always make sure, by the way, if you end up taking a job, especially a part-time job, make sure that the... uh, the discount is the store that you need so like if you have kids maybe get a part-time job at a place that sells kids clothes you know or something like that um or like if you need to furnish your house try to get it a job at like ikea right like where the discount will benefit you but also because i want to be able to properly take care of my health and not have money necessarily be a factor so like i'm out of probiotics couldn't afford the probiotics i normally get So it's just been three weeks and I haven't had them and I feel it in my gut. But I want these to be sustainable lifestyle changes. That's the point I want to make is that there's a thin line between true wellness tactics and true health-based tactics and diet culture. The line is thinner than Kate Moss in the 90s. Um... Because all it takes is that mindset of obsession. All it takes is the idealization of your life after the fact. All it takes is the internal promise that following these rules will somehow fix your marital issues or your work issues. Or people will just magically be nice to me or be nice to you. Um, regardless of any other, you know, social situations. Like, in my mind, like just to explain what that means, in my mind racism would go away if I lost weight like that's how much I I valued being thin is that I figured it would fix all my problems and that's not true in in our right non-dieting non-carb deprived mind we know that's not true and so I'm proud of myself that I'm recognizing these behaviors and I'm working on them So I am definitely not uh, resting my phone horizontally on my steering wheel and um, balancing it on my um, like phone grip. I'm definitely not doing that. And so in the event that the phone falls, which it might, y'all know I'm not going to edit it out. So just be on the lookout for a good giggle later. Um, I love this like bringing back this idea of um these being more like journal entries whether they're daily or um every once in a while and today I wanted to finally tell the fedora wearing fuckboy story if you follow me on instagram which by the way if you're not you should be shameless plug Um, That is mostly where I uh, upload content and talk to you all, like, one-on-one. Anyway, if you follow me on Instagram, you would have seen that my gym movement here in Dallas on Greenville Ave, if you're in the area, you should definitely stop by, let them know that Kelly sent you. Um, I, I don't get any money from that, by the way, I just want them to know that I'm sending them people. So, So, um... Anyway, 
so my gym had a give back gala it was like for their one year anniversary and they raised money i believe for cystic fibrosis through a silent auction it was really cool and one of the owners she is so sweet she really has like taken me under her wing and the gym in general has just really like poured into me and um like really loved me through my fitness journey these last couple months and I just am super grateful for all that they've done like letting me use their nutritionist for free and you know just like just being there for me anyway so she reaches out like a week before the gala and she's like hey I have extra tickets I would love for you to come you can bring a date you gotta let me know in like 24 hours though who your date's gonna be and I was like okay bet so at the time I was dating this older gentleman about 10 years older than me which is fine right I just turned 30 that's like he's in his early 40s like no big deal and um we had been talking for a little bit we have we met through a mutual group of friends and um one day he gave me a ride to an event and we kind of got to know each other and then um he was hosting a meetup and the day before I just happened to be on vacation we like hung out to go shopping for the party hung out at the party I just really got to know him a little bit better and then um he ended up being my ride to another event and that night like I spent the night at his house you know things got a little hot and and heavy um and it kind of just went from there right I would see him like once a week or twice a week normally on weekends because he works like a hectic job and um you know we would get a pop in have dinner cuddle like do the whole nine yards so as far as I was concerned we were talking right we were dating casually talking and I never once I need to preface this I never once assumed he would be monogamous I never once assumed that we would be exclusive I did however disclose early on that right for safety reasons if we're going to be physically intimate I need to know if you're dating other people and how many and I need to know if you're sleeping with them because if you are that depending on how many people like that might make me reevaluate like our situation he was like yeah I understand like cool so then the gala comes right so fast forward to the gala and at that and at that point we had been doing this like weekly thing um like for almost two months and so fast forward to the gala he's the first person that I think of to ask much to my uh much to the dismay of my best friend Dominic who was like bitch you should take me and I was like no like I want him to be my date I want this to be like our first official like outing as like a couple kind of you know and then like I'm gonna like tell him how I feel that night and just make it special so he agrees to come he comes to my house strike number one is that he's giving me unnecessary attitude and like I know that he is someone who is just difficult because he thinks it's funny like for instance I texted him like hey let me know when you get here like to my apartment so I can open the gate and he was like oh that event's today I thought it was next week like pulling my leg just because he thinks it's funny and I really hate that but he was like particularly like on one that night 
and some of the jokes like weren't funny they were hurtful that he is making jokes like is it over yet or like do we really have to go can we just like do something else like he just never verbalized he was honored to have been my date like I told him how big of a deal it is to me because like I um, am a spiritual person but I don't really practice a one set religion so like my gym is really like my sacred place it's a place I go to work on my body my mind my spirit and so if I bring you to my gym that is a very like intimate thing to me that is a very special thing to me because I'm inviting you into my community right I'm inviting you into a space that I'm at like six to seven days a week and these are people that I see six to seven days a week like more than I see you right and so like it's a big deal plus like I got dressed up I bought new shoes like it just is a big deal so he just would never verbalize like that he was honored or even that he like was excited he made it seem like he didn't want to be there like he didn't want to be involved and that really hurt my feelings but then we get to the gala I'll take a sip of pre-workout we get to the gala and I mean everything's fine he is really kicking it off with like my coaches and my um, gym friends we have a great time we leave a little bit early unfortunately we leave before the dancing starts because he had to work really 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 early in the morning and he was my ride and I did not feel like spending money to you know uber home so that's fine so that was like flag red flag number one actually if we want to be so transparent red flag number one was that he doesn't kiss that should have been enough right there because I'm a huge slut for kisses he doesn't kiss unless he's like really in love with people and so I was like I just in like compartmentalized that as like he thinks kissing is super like intimate and so he doesn't want to just do it with everyone and I was like oh it's kind of cute like I can kind of get behind that like okay and so anyway so like I said fast forward that Saturday's done the next day our group of friends is meeting at a lake east of Dallas so I saw that he was coming on the RSVP no big deal I drive out to the lake I get there before him one of our mutual friends who like knows what's going on between us he pulls me aside and he's like hey who is we'll make up a name for her I'll call her Sabrina who's Sabrina and I'm like I don't fucking know and he's like well fedora wearing fuckboy RSVP'd for Serena to come, and I don't know, or Sabrina, whatever I made her fake name to be, um, to come, and, like, is she a date, is she a roommate, and I'm like, well, she's not his roommate, because I know his roommate, who's super sweet, by the way, and I was like, so, maybe she's a friend, you know, he, he knows a lot of people, like, no big deal, and so he was like, all right, girl, like, just kind of watch it, and I was like, okay, so then Fedora Wing Fuckboy ends up coming by himself, and I pull him aside and I just ask him like hey I saw you know you had a plus one bitch I didn't see shit but he don't need to know that so I was like I saw you had a plus one who's Sabrina and he was like oh that was my date and I was like your date like you know he older maybe he just meant like because she's accompanying him to the lake that's his 
quote-unquote date you know people use date platonically so i'm like i'm really trying not to jump to conclusions because bitch i got bad knees okay like i'm really trying not to jump to conclusions but he not he not giving me any like reassurance and so i'm like date like friend date or like date date and he's like date date and so then i'm like oh i didn't know you were dating other people and he just kind of shrugged it off like yeah i had it i had a date every day this week bitch what bitch who what every day what so then i'm like no wonder he wasn't excited like what bitch 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 i was like let me not make a scene at this fucking lake in front of all these white people let me not make a scene because i'm about to drown his ass in this fucking lake like what what happened to transparency my guy like oh my god so i'm like okay play it cool Kels. play it cool play it cool just kind of brush it off so the day progresses and he keeps playing me for a fool like someone asked me about the gala the night before and i and i should i should go back and say that saturday night what really was like super pissing me off was that after the gala on the way home i expressed like my feelings for him he was like oh like yeah okay like i'm here for it and i was like i'm counting this as like our first official date because we were like all over each other at the at the the gala like hand holding he was like touching my leg like super pda and so i was like you know i'm considering this our first like official day and he was like yeah okay cool like i mean you know like i'm I'm down like let's let's just see where this goes i'm like yeah okay cool then 24 hours later not even 24 hours later he's acting like a shady bitch so like he's being shady because someone was like oh like kelly and luigi you know y'all want to I done said his name. Oh, well, fuck it. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't listen to this anyway. Um, but someone was like, you know, like, Kelly and, like, fedora-wearing fuckboy. <laughs> when I get sued, Lord. Um, like, I know y'all went on a date, like, last night to Kelly's, like, gym. And he was like, well, we didn't go on a date. I was her date bitch and then he made a comment because the girl that he was supposed to bring to the lake flaked on him and he was like yeah all my all my dates flake on me and i was he was like they never really fall through and i was like all of them and he was like yeah all of them and i was like are you sure he was like yeah so i just kind of roll my eyes like you know what fuck it like whatever and he like is laughing because i'm upset and so I text him, like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you being so mean? And he's like, oh. Then he, then he gaslights me, being like, um, I apologize for whatever you perceived. Like, not for what he said, not the fact that he fucking played me like a fool. Because it's embarrassing when, like, you're with a bunch of your, like, homies or your friends and your, your bitches, like, whatever. And the guy that you're talking to denies you in front of the squad. Like, bitch, I'm not Jesus. Do not deny me three times before the fucking crow comes. Like, I will turn you into a pillar of dollar store salt. Like, don't fuck with me. Like, that's super embarrassing. Like, the week before, you weren't just, like, blowing my back out. And now you're talking about, oh, I wasn't, um, it wasn't a date. I was her date. Like, get the fuck out of here. 
So that was strike number one. So then I went like a whole week without talking to him because I was pissed. Like I was so embarrassed. And then the next two times I tried to talk to him, he like couldn't give me a straight answer because I kept being like, yo, like, what is this? Like, what are we doing? Like, what's popping? He had the nerve to be like, well, I don't see why you're so upset about what I do in my personal life. Because your personal life affects my personal life. If you had seven dates last week, how many of those dates did you sleep with? Right? Because I didn't sign up to be part of a fucking brothel. Like, I I didn't sign up to be part of a fucking, like, football team. Like, and I'm obviously not the starting quarterback because I'd have known, bitch. I'd have fucking known. So, it ends basically with, thus in conclusion, men ain't shit. But, it ends with, the second time we talk after that, um, he, like, won't give me a straight answer. At this point, I'm like, look, just tell me what it is. I'm someone, I need concrete conclusion. Tell me you don't like me. Tell me you don't want to be with me. Tell me it was just sex. Like, tell me so I could emotionally move on. That's like, I'm asking you nicely as my friend, right? Because we were always supposed to be friends. Like, as my friend, I'm asking you nicely, tell me how you feel, good or bad. He refuses to be serious, refuses to give me a straight answer. Like, I know I'm queer, but bitch, I like my answer straight. Damn, like, refuses to do anything. So I hang up on him. Then I got drunk, (laughs) like, a week and a half ago. And I text him like, I miss you, baby. This is why we don't drink, people. I was like, I miss you, baby. And he was like, so? And I was like, oh, sobered up real fucking quick. And he was like, I don't have time for people who are trying to manipulate me to get an answer that they want. And I was like, nobody is trying to manipulate you to give you an answer that I want. I wanted a straight answer. And he was like, if that's what you believe. What in the gaslighting fucking, oh my God. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between, we do not have sex with people that wear fedoras to black tie events. That was my fault. When he pulled out the fedora, I should have known it was over. I let the dick get the best of me. I mean, the sex was great sex was great and I always got food so it was like dick and food like what else could I want stability in knowing how he feels like that's what I could have wanted consistent well I guess he was consistent but like honesty transparency like holy fuck like it's not I guess what like really fucks me up is that it's not that hard to be a decent person when it comes to dating if you don't like me Tell me you don't like me so that I can move the fuck on. The fact that he held me on a string until he had a roster of girls and then gave me the least amount of decency. Oh, I should also add that between the second to last time we talked and um, till the time that I texted him drunk, like in between that. We as a group went on a, like, brunch day party type thing at Kai out in Plano. Super, super nice if you're in the area. Definitely check it out. Super bouge. The models, I mean, the the waitresses that look like models, like, super cool. And he brought a date. 
the girl I never met before. She's super sweet, so I was nice to her. I'm not one of those, like, petty bitches who's like, oh, my God, he chose her over me, so I'm going to be mean to her. Like, I don't got beef with you, shorty. Like, I got beef with your man. So he brings a date, and I'm cordial. You know me. I'm super nice, like, whatever. This is before he and I were on bad terms anyway. So, you know, I'm super nice to him, super nice to her, whatever. You know this man went out of his way to sit right in front of me with his date. Like, we were on the end of one long, of, like, a really long skinny table with, like, a booth, a row of, like, booth seating, bench seating on one side, and a row of, like, you know, open chairs on the other. And we were, it was him and, and his date and me and, like, one of my friends. We were the first four people to get to the table. So there were so many fucking open seats and you chose to sit right in fucking front of me? Are you fucking that daft? Like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? Like, didn't we just have this conversation about, like, I like you and, like, you gonna sit with this bitch right in front of me? Are you bugging? Did your mother drop you on the head in the 80s? Like, what the fuck? And, like, not talk to me the whole time. Like flaunt her in my face like buying her all this food and then trying to be like oh when she went to the bathroom then wanting to talk to me like when she was gone and I was like yo get the fuck out of my face like I really think that people forget that like I lived in Brooklyn for a few years and I may have grown up in the suburbs of Maryland but I'm about that fucking life you're not gonna play me like I, you know, I don't believe in violence, and I don't believe in, like, gang wars, and blah, 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 but you're not gonna play me in these streets, that's what you're not gonna do, and I may not punch you, I may not fight you, because I don't want to break a nail, because my acrylics are, like, $90 a pop, okay, but I will curse your ass for filth, and I will do it so creatively that you can't even fathom being offended because my wordplay is just so sickening like what like who raised you thus in conclusion fuck men like this is how i know sexual orientation is not a choice because you think i fucking choose to be stupid i don't Okay, so I realize this might be too much to ask out of a society that is built upon appropriating and colonizing and stealing the goods and and well-being and services and literal bodies of people of color and then taking credit for it, but I'm going to ask regardless. Can we not make an American version of fucking squid squid games? Squid games? Like can we not colonize another POC made film because we see whiteness and americanness as the norm and anything outside of that is subcategory and therefore if something is good in the subcategory, we can't just leave it alone. We have to make it wider. Can we not fucking do that? Like, okay, spoiler alerts, if you have not watched Squid Game, you might want to click out now, but that, first of all, I don't do violence. I feel like we've talked about this before. I don't really do violent um, shows. However, Squid Game is such a beautiful marriage of 
violence and gore and action coupled with an amazing storyline amazing depth amazing twists and turns and storyline and I feel like um it gave me the same vibe as Scream Queens, not in terms of, of subject and content and not because people died in both. I don't mean like that. I mean simply because it's a show where the first season was good enough to be a movie. Like the first season was um, substantial in its own right. It didn't need a second season or third season. It basically was like a mini movie. Um, and I love that. My only fear, of course, for that is that it's pretty much done and it would be really hard unless they kind of backtracked and gave us like more background story of characters and kind of talked about like the history of the squid game or they um did seasons where they talked about like because i think in the show they said this has been going on for decades um and so you know it would be cool if the newer seasons focused on older games like we did a game from the 90s and a game from the 80s and the 70s like that would be cool but if they try to go forward with the storyline i just think it's going to turn out like scream queens where it was just kind of like it was downhill from there that being said we still don't need an american version of squid game and so squid game lends itself very easily to being colonized not out of any real fault of their own because even if they hadn't done this thing I'm about to say America would still be trying to make money off of it but because in the show they say that there are games all over the world and so that from a business standpoint and from a marketing standpoint lends itself to be marketed for other countries they can do a UK one they can do an American one of course they'll probably always do um white countries or like Uh, western countries right so they can do like a canada one and an american one like um you know a uk one or like or like a um not uk but like a european one right and so that pisses me off (laughs) because like same thing with train to busan which is another south korean film amazing super gore honestly south korea and japan absolutely kill no pun intended the like marriage of super gory super violent and also like amazing plot better than i think any other like cinematic country does like i really think that that those two countries really really like they, they just kill it like they do such a good job and so i hate that right now in films especially um in america and in western films the last like five years i feel like we've just gotten lazy as an in as a, as a film industry and there's been way too many remakes way too many refreshes way too many live action of this cartoon you loved in the 90s and 80s instead of giving like new writers a chance new creators a chance more representation i feel like we've just taken the easy way out and so to me that's all that colonizing a eastern or a poc made film is it's just a cheaper way to make money off the backs of the work of someone else and what's particularly frustrating about films like um squid game and um shit what was that movie that came out parasite there you go parasite and train to busan which by the way are all korean and i'm just naming those for example um that then Riot did so well despite the racial uh like 
bullshit that they went through, the racist bullshit they went through, despite any economic um, issues that the directors or the screenwriters dealt with. You know, Squid Game was written like 10 years ago, and it took, or more than that, because it took nine years for um, the writer to even get someone to pick it up. And it's just picking up now because it's available worldwide. But Squid Game came out four years ago. So it was already popular in South Korea. It's just now getting global attention, right? And so, like, they over, they overcome all these boundaries. They overcome all these obstacles. And then, <clears throat> even while they're dealing with the racism, right, in the height of their fame, here comes Western leeches being like, okay, great. So we're going to pay you a little bit of money and then redo it. Without fully giving them their roses, without fully giving them... The respect that they deserve and i fucking hate that also to me it's in, it's on this it's not even my movie <clears throat> right like i'm not even the one who made it but to me it's so insulting because it gives this air of like your movie isn't good enough because there aren't enough white people like that like that's that's what it gives that's the energy that 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 it gives um and i think we have to stop accepting it we have to stop accepting this narrative and this idea that white is the 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 norm the norm experience or that western particularly english-speaking countries is the norm experience and that anything out of that is subcategory and therefore if something is successful in the sub subcategory it can very easily be adapted into the majority that's why you know you have like christmas movies are a good example everyone will watch an adam sandler i know he's jewish but like an adam sandler movie or like those white romance Christmas Christmas movies that come out every year and no one category categorizes it as a white movie even though like 95% or 100% of the cast is white it doesn't get categorized as a white Christmas movie it is simply a Christmas movie yet Tyler Perry comes out with a Christmas movie and it's a, it's immediately a black Christmas movie and it's the same thing with the way that we label ourselves as Americans. I've spoken about this, not in a podcast, but just I've spoken out about this in my personal life, that white people get to just be American, but I'm African-American, right? And my friends are Hispanic-American or Latin-American or Mexican-American or Asian-American or Korean-American, but white people get to just be American, right? The idea that they are the norm. And, and it also happens with gender. Male experience is considered the norm. And, and any other gender outside of that is considered a subcategory. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating because I hate that instead of relishing in the amazing success of Squid Game. And the cinematic and like really recognizing the cinematic prowess and the cinematic skills of South Korea. And really just like working with them alongside them. America and American film won't admit that Koreans are killing it better than us. They won't admit that. In in the genres that we are trying to remake. So like in this horror, psychological horror type thriller genre. That South Korea is, no pun intended, murdering. Western film, Western cinematography won't acknowledge that. But they have no problem stealing ideas from them leeching off their hard work their years and decades of hard work to make to make a quick buck and i'm sick of that because how many more centuries 
do people of color have to do the hard work just for white people to come steal an idea, tweak it a little bit, and make more money than us? From slavery, from cultural appropriation, to cinematography, I'm just fucking tired of it. Like, so fucking tired. So that's it for this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. As always, you can catch up with me after the episode at the Self Love Squad on IG. That's at the underscore self underscore love underscore squad. And I will talk to you next time. Bye.